September 22, 2021. It's a lot for Pedro's show. Thank you. 
Watch for Pedro Show. Happy Wednesday. Started off with John Coltrane and Thelonious Monk, Ruby, my dear, and then Andrew Clement next to me. Because of those Estonian software engineers and their Skype invention, I am connected with Andrew Clement. You and uh, Cleveland, brother Andrew. That's right. Okay. Welcome aboard. <laughs> you can say hi. <laughs> you can say hi. Hello. Ahoy or whatever. <laughs> Don't say a vast though, because that means stop, right? Okay, please bring me your earliest musical memory, Andrew. You know, my earliest musical memory is probably watching uh, the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Ah, and did it stir something in you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it sure did. Cause, I don't know. Our brother was nine years older, and it was uh, it did to him too. Um, he started a band called Mirrors. Ah, 
So uh, there's musical instruments in the house you grew up? Well, uh, yeah, in probably like 10 years after that, there were, there were guitars. <clears throat> well, when you were really young, uh, like what about in grade school? Were you in the choir, the marching band or shit like that? I was not. Um, uh, but that's okay. I'm just curious. I can't read minds yet, so I still have to use words. Was, <laughs> what, I'm working on Did, uh, What was the first record you bought with your own money, Andrew? It was a 45 of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, uh, Lucky Man. I remember that song. I had a buddy. He loved that band. I, I saw him a few times because he was my buddy. But, man, I think that's why. I, 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 you know, that's, all I had was just that 45. and. Uh, well, the bass player sang it, but he played guitar. He didn't play bass, right? Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, Greg Lake. He also was in King Crimson, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what made you buy that? that record that 45 i just like that tune oh just okay. heard it on the radio you heard it on the radio and what was the first gig you went and saw andrew it was i don't know it was either t-rex at the lowe's yorktown theater or pink floyd at the gym at uh case western reserve my first you gig my first gig was t-rex me and d boone saw t-rex at the long beach auditorium in 1973 <laughs> So you're the first guy on the show, 20 years, three, four months doing the show. First gig was T-Rex. Well, it could have been. It might have been Pink Floyd, right? <laughs> yeah, it's one or the other. Okay. Okay, but did you like T-Rex? I thought they were bitching. I loved them. I, I did. You know, they didn't have merchandise in those days, but they would have dudes a couple blocks from the venue selling bootleg shit. And this dude had Xeroxed half of the cover uh, record with white, red, white swan. I bought this poster of Mark Boland for two bucks. I put it on my bulk. He was my first rock and roll hero on my bulk. Head. That's probably something you didn't mean to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't totally. know. I, how, how, how much were you into T-Rex? I was in them to quite a lot. Um, let's see. I have a bunch of... Um, bunch of index cards on my bed here but oh it's like they're like number 12 or something so pretty much <laughs> okay now you got an older brother and what he starts playing guitar yeah well actually start on bass from what i hear ah great <laughs> and then uh then switch to guitar okay and what it, it, you get infected yeah, totally. <laughs> and do you guys make a band? Well, he he uh, he had a band called Mirrors, and uh, they were practicing in the in the, our various apartments. And um, like the third apartment, there was a room in the back with uh, that they painted purple and black with uh, big triangles. It was very disorienting. <laughs> Well, you know, practice pad is very personal, right? Yeah. Also, do you remember those in seventies, man? Dudes would do up their bedrooms, right, with about the paint of black and uh, ultraviolet lights and black light posters. It was like that here in Pedro. Um, that could be. I don't know. I, I didn't really see any of that, but you know. There could have been some of that. Well, it, so it sounds like that practice pad had some of that. Mirrors. Did you watch them prac? Uh, yeah, I saw probably all the all the gigs, all the well, practice things first. And did that make you want to start your own band? I was a little 
too young at that point to start a band, but it got me thinking that way, yeah. Okay, when did you get your first guitar, Andrew? Um, probably was like a 19 or 20. And how did it happen? How did it happen? Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I mean, did I you buy one? one or did you buy it or was it a gift or, you know? Yeah, I bought it. Okay. okay. I mean, like, uh, can I, was it a pawn shop or did you get a, a brand new, like, expensive? Yeah, so it was a pawn shop deal. Yeah, yeah, like me and D. Boone. And, and what about an amp? Um, uh, that came along a little later. I got a, a Vox Super Beetle, or I believe. Oh, wow. Those were loud. Yep. Yeah, now, now. And then heavy, too. And I, uh, right, right. <laughs> I stopped doing that when I moved to New York. I, like, I got to get something smaller. And I had um, a Vox Cambridge. Oh, yeah. A small combo amp. Sure, sure. Now, uh, how did you learn? Self-taught? Did you get a teacher? Did your brother show you shit? He showed me the basic chords, major and minor. So you know what that's that. Um, and what and, about uh, what about your first stuff? Was it was it trying to copy off records, or were you writing your own material right from the get go? Um, I wrote my own material, I guess. I, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, and uh, well, I ask you that. I ask you that, show. Andrew, because we had a much different experience. Me and Dee Boone, we only learned off record. Nobody we knew wrote their own song until until I, we. Yeah, got... they're um, you're you're uh, you're coming on tuning, kind of like. <laughs> oh, you know about that? that like, I like it tight. <laughs> I like it loose. You know about that. <laughs> yeah, we were pretty stupid. So that, that even made it harder to learn off the records. We should have went for our own songs because, yeah, we thought tune in. We thought, here's what we thought. If you played Down on the Corner by Creedence Clearwater Revival and it sounded right, you were in tune. We didn't understand that your Down on the Corner had to be like the guy you were playing with. <laughs> Look, you gave me this music here. Uh, Bleach Mold. I love this. Dimwitted, dingy, poor mouth attendant, answering for your box of sins, I'm watching you. So now you tip the matter, red homage, and mash the bolt. The red homage, exactly as we sold. Shake the prudent, diminishing. Swing the fence of menace, ring the chance of distance, unreasoned, chisel guilt of the nebbish dolt. You've got a lot of you're about to spay within the habitude, take away your gypsum. Pieces and fractions. Everything's popping. I've got vision for incarcerations. I've got vision for tribulation. I've got a vision of your deception. Remind me again while I'm here. Remind the others lashing and lost hours are rekindled while we strike the hour. Tracked. Where am I right now? 
days unknowing lunatic ticking a lunatic tricks his way through every crack in his head walk drop your books drop your books and the asphodel learners recite asphodel learners recite For your box of sins, tips the matter, tips the matter, tips the matter to watch you. You speculate last week, but I did not know that to define everything without knowing is to seek and tread, seek and tread. Zagreb was impersonal, that is rather not right. Seek and tread, seek and tread. I get ready for leaving because the pants have shot their seams and the thieves know to stay out. When I crest, your head will rest. But you still think what sort of guitar cuts to the artful men you knew last week. That this was a test But you sit in your tiny room by yourself Turning a here on high So that everyone So that everyone So that everyone Stays out When you rest When you rest When you rest
Show. Starting that chunk of music off, Andrew Klimp. Klimp. Is it Klimic? Klimic. Okay. I don't want to fuck it up. Okay. Bleach mold. There's going to be a party. Actually, that's what you use to fight mold, right? Is bleach. <laughs> okay. There's going to be a party when you die. Brand new from the Emperor's Eye of Ice Cream out of England. Toy Mango from Ithaca, New York. Am I going to die from this? Patrick Irish. Unrelate. Will of Power, Springtime, that's brand new. Vermes de Lobo out, out of uh, Brazil, Disforme. Luida Schunen from Graf out of the Netherlands, Up Around the Sun, and this is Tim Kerr out of Austin, New Proj. 
part of you. Bomb is pregnant from the D.C. area with Mus Muscalunga. And then finally, Andrew Clement, transmography. Transmography? Yeah, transmogrification, okay. yeah. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> I mispronounced. All right. Okay, okay. So uh, do you form a band right away, or is it like man alone and trying to learn that instrument? Um, first off, it was just being alone, trying to figure things out. And then uh, John Morton asked me to be in um, his visual arts band, which was like a performance art band, but a little different. It was uh, him, his wife at the time, Michelle, my sister Karen, uh, Mike Walden on drums, and um, Laura Kennedy and a, a couple other people, but we did visual art things. And was there music going with it? Or, or uh, like on a track or two, there was stuff that, that uh, the styrenes recorded for us. Okay, okay. So what, you guys had projectors and stuff? Uh, no, we, nah, no projectors. We oh. did live. Oh, like theatrical things. almost. Yeah. Okay, okay, interesting. Do you remember your first gig? Um, I have some memories of the gigs. Well, what about the first one? You only got one first one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do you have any memory well, from the that? The first one, one was in um, was in high school. I was in the uh, we had um, music appreciation class. And I we did a version of John Cage's Four Thirty Three, and I played cello on that, but that was a silent piece as well. <laughs> I was going to say it was kind of a little Marcel Marceau. <laughs> You've got a little mime. Well, not exactly mime. You probably had the instrument, but the, the bow never hit the string. That's right, yeah. Yeah, because... Uh, I yeah, strings were like a, a, a string quartet and um, a small choir and so forth. And it's silent. And it began. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I should enlighten the listeners to... Mr. Cage's piece was conceptual. He was trying to ask the question, what is music? By not having... Or, or, or silence being, a, there's a slit song, right? Silence is a rhythm. In the beginning's rhythm. Silence is a rhythm, too, I think the lady said. Aria. Cancer took her. So, okay, okay. And what about the first gig on uh, guitar where you got to hit the strings? Um, well, that's good. We, um, <clears throat> after Giant the Dicks split up, we, uh, <clears throat> I had a group called Tender Buttons with Laura Kennedy and um, Jim Ellis on bass and Carol Rutz on drums. Uh, we recorded but did not play out. Um, so after that, x X itself started. Ah, yeah. yeah. I played a lot of that on the show. I really dig it. And I got to say, uh, to, to um, against what Craig Bell said, Jim, John Morton and I did not meet at a party. That right, I had the basement. Right. He was not there when um, uh, John Morton came to play a bass, try bass with mirrors, and uh, that's where I met him. I, had, uh, I should tell the listeners, but I had Craig Bell on the show, a uh, bass player from the Cleveland area of this. So you must have heard the spiel. He, he gave a, a, a blurry memory. Yeah, but he, well, again, he wasn't there. He was, um, yeah, he was real blurry. He was in the yard. Yeah, blurry <laughs> by not being there. 
Okay. Okay. He was really fun to talk to, though. So maybe he didn't get everything wrong. Uh, um, so you started that band. You, you're part of the the former? Or was it your band? And you, did you start it yourself? It was Jim Morton started. Okay, Jim Morton. And he said, hey, let's do this band. And I'm going to New York in six, <clears throat> six months. So, oh, God, let me. Um, <clears throat> he said, well, let's do this and we'll do some recordings and that'll be it for the band. I said, oh, okay, we'll do that. Um, and I think well, I'll probably move to New York anyway. <clears throat> well, there, there were, at the, most times there was a strong Cleveland, New York, right? Uh, who kept going over there? He, he tried to be in uh, television and stuff. Peter Lochner. Peter, Peter Lochner, right, right. So there was this kind of connect, even going back to Velvet Underground, right? That uh, Cleveland was the town they played the most. So uh, maybe for Cleveland cats, New York City was the big, actually it was for us here <laughs> in SoCal. That's what a tour was, going to New York City, turn around and come back. So th it was just going to be a short-term plan. Yeah. Wow. Isn't it trippy? Once the ball gets rolling. Once the ball gets rolling. And do you remember that the, the first gig you did with uh, those with him, John? And it was at Pirates Cove. Wow. Which is on. I, it was called, uh, by the time I played there, it was called Peabody's Down Under in the Flats, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, Andrew, uh, how aware were you guys of Perubu? Pardon? How how aware were you guys at that time of Perubu? Um, well, Perubu was in Cleveland, too. <clears throat> and uh, they played regularly at the Pirates Cove. Right, that's um, why I asked that. That's why I asked that. Were you guys aware of each other? Did you influence each other? Sure. Yeah, we were aware. There was um, a couple gigs at uh, in downtown at um, I can't remember where, but <clears throat> there were uh, it was Mirrors, uh, Perubu, and Electric Eels. Ah, yeah, great band. So, so they did like a thing in the paper and everything. So I was aware of them. So how tight was the scene? You were aware, like you shared gigs, but you didn't share practice pads, right? Um, and we didn't share practice pads, I can recall. Um, it, there might have been some point, but it was a small scene. Um, it's like those three bands, and I can think of uh, that was it. There may have been someone else, but that was it. Wow, wow. So maybe that's why New York City was a... Because you guys weren't thinking about touring, really. Um, no, we didn't think of touring. John was wanted to go to New York because he's a visual artist as well. And uh, so he could work on his his career there and so forth. When you which means his, his career is a, a heroin addict, but that's another problem. <laughs> okay. You know, on the guitar, you went to New York City. Did you see DNA? Um, I did. Uh, and what did you think of Ardo Lindsay's guitar playing? It was fine. Yeah, I thought it was incredibly trippy. I saw, um, I went there <clears throat> from, went up from D.C. to New York on a train, and I saw... 
DNA and um, Teenage Jesus and the Jerks wow. and Lydia Lunch and contractions. Wow, contortions rather. Jim Chance. Yeah, and that has, that that has slide guitar player, right? Pat Place. That's right. Wow, she was great. She was on the show a few months ago. Uh, she she had actually got bad Bush Tetris back together. Not with everybody, but some of the members. So, so how how long was that New York trip? How, what did it turn into? You live in that New York. That that trip was a side thing from a uh, time Dick's playing in in D.C. and I went up to New York and then went back to Cleveland and then I moved to New York after that. Okay, so you end up moving there because Andrew, we got kind of a connect. I think the Minutemen shared stage with you. At Folk City oh, West. Oh, we did when... Uh, Folk City West. It was our first New York City gig by ourselves because before that we played open for Black Flag or uh, something like that. But the, our first headlight, and, and it was with you guys, I think, and somebody called, like, the President of the United States or something. They were like right. That. They were playing on the gig. Right. It was kind of like... A, with Red Dark Suite. And Red Dark Suite, of course. That's that's where I remember. So we, we kind of share that thing. And that must have been during the period when you lived there, right? Yeah, glorious four years. Four years. 80 to, 84. 80 to 83 is when I lived there. Okay, that's when the gig was. It was in the beginning of 83. Wow, that's a trip. So what are we talking? We're talking almost well, 38 years. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Time is a fucking train, a freight train that will not stop. It keeps rushing on but I remember that gig clear as a bell. It was a little pad, but uh, I mean, it was on the, like in, in Greenwich Village. Right. Right. Okay, you remember. Uh, you, of course you would remember. It's what with the terrible memory. Look, we're at the end of the first hour of the September 22nd, 2021 edition. What Pedro Show special uh, guest, Andrew Clement. Hold tight for hour two. September 22, 2021, second hour of the lot from Pedro's show. You may see me on the street and think you know who I am. You may see me on the street and think you know what I am. But the stop signs don't talk to me anymore.
for these French I sometimes despise them But in truth they understand a small performance Take your time Stop wanting Stop needing Let me carry you Oh, <laughs> 
speak for a great many citizens of Montreal. The number of suicides up here by people who throw themselves in front of the metro is reaching alarming proportions. I say if you want to knock yourself off, it's your own business. But please, do it on your own time, in a way that will not inconvenience others. Ah. 
tools are much neater. Or you could put your head in the oven and turn on the gas. I am a motorman on the Metro. Our schedules have been loused up three times in the last few months by loonies who knock themselves off by jumping in front of our trains. When this happens, everything stops and it is one huge mess. The police must be notified and nothing can move until the tracks are cleaned up. Live from Pedro Show, start up the second hour, Andrew Clement with Ariel Sin. The only Ariel I know is uh, Ariel Bender, right? He was the second guitar guy in Mop the Hoop. Then Ben Salter from Tasmania with Hurt. Lucas Sabella tricked you out of uh, Sydney. And then Andrew Clement, Subway Song. Subway Song. Is that a New York City experience? Uh, no, that was actually just some something we uh, clipped out of the newspaper and read. Ah, okay. With that's on a stick. Well, let me uh, ask you about your songwriting process. Is it stuff like that topical? Do you keep a notebook of words? Do you do little? Uh, well, in the old days, right? We didn't have voice memo, but. Uh... <clears throat> uh, no, it's usual. At that point, it's usually in notebooks and so forth. And uh, how, uh, what happens with that band? Well, you you stay in New York City, right? The band, why you came there? I was right? just there for four years, really, eighty to eighty and eighty three. Well, we're going to play you some um, dark, uh, a red dark suite, and so I want to know how that happened. How'd you guys get together? Um, we got together because uh, I was married to um, to Charlotte Pressler at the time. And we were together for a few years after that. Um, and I don't know. There's I don't know what else I can say about that. It was, it was a great time. Well, the guys in the band were Cleveland people, right? It it varied. We were in New York, and we had a dozen different rhythm section players. And we moved to Cleveland, we had a dozen different rhythm section players. Oh, you guys kept going when you went back? Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, and uh, of course, New York City. There's hardly anybody from New York City in the playing in bands and stuff, right? They're all from other towns. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. 
and and how did you guys find each other? Was it like ads in the Village Voice? I've heard people tell me that. Um, no, we just just from going to gigs and so forth. Uh, like there are those like the bands on there in New York all had one at least one person from Cleveland in them. Or no, not Mars, but the other bands had uh, some from Cleveland in them. So there was a a a, a no. Can't say the word for it, but there is a tradition of that. And then we just see would see different bands. Um, uh, gosh, let me see. Can, can you remember the first Red Dark Sweet gig? First Red Dark Sweet gig would be probably at um, Studio Henry, which was uh, in the basement of uh, this pet store in the West Village. Okay. And, uh... How did it go? Oh, it was fine. It was just, um... I think it was just a duo of Charlotte and me. We also played uh, Inroads with uh, Frank Kogan on, on uh, guitar and bass. And uh, Donna Radicek was on drums. Um, as one of our great lineups that fell apart after two gigs. Why why do you think that happened? I don't know. You know, we were, uh, I, I can't say. We were Nazis, but we weren't. <laughs> so it was just like, well, there were a lot of band people that were in bands, two bands, three bands at the time, and we were like the lower rung people. Lower <laughs> rung? That's so dehumanizing, well, you know, though. You mean like there's some kind of like uh, like that Cat Beefheart song about the, the the bottom man on the totem pole? Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> I I can totally relate. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna play some Red Dark Sweet. You gave me two tunes, and they're yeah, listen. Yeah. 
Pedro Show. Started that chunk of music off with Red Dark Sweet doing Mrs. Hansen slash what? what's that sound I hear? Red Dark Sweet. A quick one before the eternal worm devours Connecticut by Have a Nice Life. Planning for burial out of Phil, uh, Pennsylvania, not Philadelphia. Although it does belong to that state. In fact, I think that's how you get from Cleveland to New York City is the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I've done it many times. Um, but probably not as much as you have. Uh, new Metal, plan, uh, plan for burial. And then Red Dark Sweet with O. Carol. So tell me about this this big piece, Miss, Mrs. Hanson. What's that sound out here? Um, Mrs. Hanson's another one of those clipped out of the newspaper things. Um, and that was Charlotte's song. Uh, What's that sound I hear was my 
memories back to um, mirrors and having watching them practice. Oh wow! So it's, you you watching your brother practice? Yeah, mirrors. So the, what's that sound I hear? It's like you getting tripped out by listening to these guys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and like like a piece like that. You guys didn't make demos, right? What you would you improvise in a crack pad or something? Um, well, we we did improvise in uh, we actually did do that on a demo, but uh, it was a little sloppy. It was some equipment we had, and uh, we did the tracks wrong. So that the guy was like, "Mixer, I can't do anything with this <laughs> guitar, guitar and bass on the same track." I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> Seems right to us. Yeah, it's it's learning by doing, right? And what about yep. this tune, uh, O'Carroll? Um, I don't know. Did I, I don't even think I gave that to you, did I? Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know why I did that, but uh, it's a Chuck Berry song? Yeah. I, know, I don't know why I did that. but it, uh, it, It's the one that, if you ever seen that movie, hey, uh, was it Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll with Keith Richard and Chuck Berry? That's the one where yeah. Chuck keeps telling Keith, you're not playing it right, man. <laughs> and Keith can't say anything right. He's always gotten his way. But he's Chuck Berry's his hero, so he can't say anything right. I think Chuck punched him out at one point. But it's not in the film. But off camera, I, I heard about that. But I was wondering why, you know, Carol, it's it's on the live one, right? Getting your yayas out. The uh, Rolling Stone version, and it's not that much off, but it's enough where Chuck said, "You got it wrong, Keith. You got it wrong." So what, yeah, what made you guys want to cover a tune like that? Because actually, uh, rock and roll, right? Music is music. Yeah, I think that's a, a really healthy thing. And uh, now you were talking about getting the Super Beetle amp around being tough. How did you get a equipment around in Manhattan um well that's another reason why I, I went for the smaller stuff um, <laughs> just uh, we did summon trains like uh and summon cabs man the drummers especially you know the guy in the rear with all the gear crying well what about the thing where the clubs like this is in Europe and Asia and stuff they, the, the clubs themselves have backline. Um, they didn't in New York when we were there. I know, I know, I know. Did, all oh, there's only <laughs> one club that did that. Um, I know. I know. We were very slow to catch on. The other thing was uh, not letting other bands borrow your stuff. I found uh, that was a weird kind of U.S. thing. Like, nah, you're not touching my stuff. Where overseas, people did it all the time. Uh, Maybe because you had to. Yeah. What What about practice pads? In New York, we yeah. had uh, it was on Vestry Street, which is down by the river and uh, in the basement of this building, and uh, it flooded and ruined some of our stuff. Oh shit! And, I'm so sorry. That happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I don't know. Different things. Uh, other people we knew were in the music building, which is on 8th Avenue and uh, over by um, 
Penn, or, uh, not Penn Station, uh, whatever, it's up there. And that was nice. Um, I don't know. Did you ever have to share with a bunch of bands? Uh, that one, um, yeah, those were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I, I, you know, it's just practical things like that. I imagine myself, if I was in a band there, how the hell would I do that? Anyway, we're at the end of the second hour, September 22nd, 2021. Dishwap Pedro's special guest, Andrew Clinic. Hold tight for our feet. September 22nd, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show. Uh, May 31st, 2015, SOT practice, side two.
could scream Fly is the number one thing If you wanna dance in your dreams White man chicken Colored man chicken Booty people mix it in Fly to the rhythm People like it on Get away and get to beer That's right
Francia.
Lot for Pedro Show. We started third hour off with Andrew Clement, Old Memory. In fact, we've been doing the Old Memory. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, Andrew, for being patient with me. Babes, New York City, Tiger Night. Los Skeletons from Skeletons, South London. Get funky. Yano Piffin, Especial Manuel Armida. Mexico City, but he's now in Yellowknife, Northwest Territory. Mijinko featuring Dave Scanyon. Nonoko Yoshida from Pet Bottle Ninja. Some of that uh, Lower East Side a little later, right, John Zorn? Uh, scene. So gone, Samuel Locke Ward. They're too stupid to die. Black humor. Black, bad blood exhaust from Germany with Bach Blue. And finally, Andrew Clement. Felt hammered. What happened after Red Dark Sweet? Um, after Red Dark Sweet, I was in. You, you know, Death I should ask Dick. you, uh, Andrew. I should ask you that gig that the Minutemen and Red Dark Sweet shared. Do you remember the Minutemen? Totally. That performance. We yeah. Were, we were so scared. You don't know how scared we were. Ah, uh, but we got through it. Well, D Boone, he's a hard charger. So is Georgie. But oh, so what happens after Red Dark Sweet? Um, I was in a band called uh, Death on a Stick. <laughs> it's great. It's a great name. Which I'm told was some slang at colleges about, I don't know, you lost, lost me there. But oddly enough, um, I just got an email from Mark Ray from that band, and we're going to be doing a gig at uh, the Beats and Ballroom on the 24th of uh, October. All right, I love I love that. And we man. haven't played together in ages. Okay, almost this, as long as you know X Blank X. So this is like yeah, thirty years, right? Something. Yeah. And how how long did you now? If this was in your band. You joined the Death on Stick guys. Um. Well, or did you form it together? We did not form it together. They were going a little bit before I joined. Okay. <laughs> And how long did you guys go before you you took uh, obviously took a hiatus, right? If you're getting back together, <laughs> yeah. Before we so rudely interrupted, um, <laughs> we went a couple years. Um, you know, we we're trying to get signed, and it didn't happen, and so that was kind of broke up after that. And what about the dynamic? When you join another cat's band and it's your band, it's different. They're, you know, those bands are, it's all weird, in fact. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah. Well, humans are weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've learned. <laughs> and I'm one of them. So I want to play this uh, something you gave me. I think it's live, it's called Alibi. Yeah, but, but that's not what it's called. It's um, it's actually a, a Stooges song. I couldn't think of the name of it. Um, I found it on a forty-five, but I I can't find it uh, now. Okay, let's play. It's a Stooges song with that. Uh,
Lake Prada, and I don't even know at the moment, really. I could work my whole life away, you know? I could be 25 and my career be over and not have anything to look back on, except for a bunch of fashion pictures.
and strong. They are free from common human burdens. They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. From their callous hearts comes iniquity. Their evil imaginations have no limits. They scoff and speak with malice. With arrogance they threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven, and their tongues take possession of the earth. 
Therefore, their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. They say, how would God know? Does the Most High know anything? This is what the wicked are like. Always free of care, they go on amassing wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been afflicted, and every morning brings new punishments. If I had spoken out like that, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply. Until I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. Surely, you placed them on slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly they are destroyed. Completely swept away by terrors. They are like a dream when one awakens. When you arise, Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. So fruit these before you. Yet I'm always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you take me into glory. Who am I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell all your deeds.
Watch for Pedro show last music for this edition. Now this song ain't called Alibi, and Andrew, sure it's a, a Stooges tune, but I can't tell uh, who who's aboard. Oh, oh, um, Mark Edwards is on drums. He's uh, was in my dad's dad. Tim Gabriel is on guitar, and uh, Frank Kogan is on uh, bass and sings. Okay, now I'm playing piano. Yeah, and Andrew's on piano. When did you learn piano? Um, I back in nineteen seventy-seven. Wow. Okay, so like right when you were doing guitar, also, right? Yeah. Okay, because you didn't mention that. Actually, I piano, didn't mention that. Uh, you know, I that's okay. It's okay. You know, okay. one gig in New York. Uh, this band with John Morton that. That's it, you know, one gig. Um, you mean you only, there's always something better to play. You mean you only play piano once? Oh, wow. Um, well, as far as playing out at a gig, yeah. Okay. Wow, that's pretty singular. Then we had CFC, no, CFCF featuring No Joy with Model Cassins after that. Psalm 73, the put-on gets called out. Lo-fi PA version from Mountain Offense. But Philip, Big Bear, Mammoth. Dark Inclusions from Nadja, and finally, 2-3, Andrew Clinic. Now, 2-3 was the name of that album, right? Um, it was just a live gig uh, in my old neighborhood, uh, the Literary Cafe. Yeah. I just picked that out of the, uh, whatever. But, but I, I remember, uh, God, was it Frank who, who flowed me 2-3? This album, not too long ago, right? I don't know. And what do you got going right now, music-wise? Um, I have a, a band called the Chocolate Ono Band. <laughs> Great. And uh, who's in it? Who's in it? Um, on guitar, there's uh, Tom... Um, Tom Zubel on guitar. Um, I play bass and. Uh, Whoa, you play bass? You didn't tell me that. I play bass in, in that and. Uh, um, who else is in it? Um, um, what kind of bass you got? Tom, Joseph Joseph's on drums. Um, I can't think of who else. Well, it's a new it's a new proj, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so what, what kind of bass you got? I have two basses. One is a harmony. I can't think of the name of it, but it's real old school. Like you see, um, uh, I can't think of their name. But uh, it was around in the late 60s, mid 60s. And then uh, they did um, retool a bit a couple years ago. And that's um, a hollow body. Right. And I have uh, a Dan Electro over here. Ah. It's uh, Longhorn? No. Well, it's not one of the Longhorn Longhorns, but it's got medium horns. Okay. <laughs> well, it's blue. It's really nice finish. Actually. You, know, you know what? I think I know what it looks like. Richard Hell had like a, a copper colored one when he, he let me play it. It was the first bass he ever bought. He's living up on Second Street. So, so Chocolate Ono Band has have they done any gigs yet? 
Oh, yeah, we've done gigs. And um, get, planning to record? Um, yeah, we'll record soon, like, uh, soon enough if the world doesn't end. <laughs> no, no. Good point. Like, uh, X Link X was going to do, um, getting ready to do a tour. Is that right? And, uh, and I like, oh, then, uh, then I was getting these things like, there's, we're not, there's gigs are closing. There's no gigs. And I had to break it to the guys in the bin. It's not open. COVID-19. That's right. Yep. That's why I've been doing five shows a week since November. <laughs> okay. But things are going to get back on track. People getting vaccinated. That's our way out and stuff. Uh, so, so maybe you guys can do that. Explain cakes tour. But, uh, I'm, I, I we can't hear any chocolate ono band yet, right? Because they're not recorded yet, right? Um, we haven't recorded in the studio, and there's there's live tapes. Okay, okay. And if if people want to find you on the internet, um, they can find one of the many. Uh, Google, what? You mean use a search engine? We're not going to give that one yeah, company there's the whole. Yeah, there's one of the many. Uh, I had several um, websites with the band. There's one for the band Tonguing. It's Tonguing 2010, I think. Um, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of them. So people put in a search engine, A-N-D-R-E-W, second word, K-L-I-M-E-K. I-M-E-Y-K. I E M. Oh, I got that spelled wrong? Tell me, tell me, Andrew. No, the the E K is the way my family spelled it all along, but I just put the Y in there because I was in the band E Y K. Ah, okay, that makes sense. So it's K L I M Y K. A M E Y K. Okay, K L E M Y K. Is that correct? Um. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> You know better than I do. K L E M Y K. K L I M E. Oh. Y K. I M E. Okay. Fuck. I'm a slow learner. Okay. That's all right. I. K L I. M E Y K. Okay. So you did that because you were in the bank. And so that's what we got to search for, people. A N D R E W K L I M E Y K. Uh, thank you for being so, uh, so much for being on the show. And after uh, you know, thirty-eight years, we get to talk again. I remember meeting you guys. Uh, we didn't get to talk a lot, I remember, but we were just so excited to be playing in New York City. It was a big deal for us, especially not being an opener. Uh, that was the first time. So thanks for being here then for me. And being here now for me. Thank you, Andrew. Yep. Okay. People, it's been September 22, 2021. This is Wapito. So keep your powder dry. <laughs>